Welcome to the Deal by Me podcast, uh, where we ask guests to tell us your story. Story can be encouraging, inspiring, and very transforming. We want guests to share their experiences and events in their lives that can benefit someone else. Uh, we all have a story. And so I want you to contact me on my website, uh, dealbyme.com. And let me know that you have a story that you wish to share. If you are viewing this podcast on YouTube, please leave us a comment and consider subscribing to our YouTube channel. If you are just listening, then please leave us a comment and share our podcast. We're great, grateful today to have Chancellor Jackson share with us. Uh, he is a very interesting uh, character. Uh, he is uh, uh, was born in Fulton County, Georgia, as a native, uh, have, with a, to a Native American parents, and grew up in Samara, Georgia, attended Stetson University. And I want you to know that for nine years he played football at the high school and collegiate level. He is a, uh, one that we would learn a lot from today as he shared with us. And so I'm going to turn it over to Chancellor and let him talk to us today about his experiences. Uh, we know that he has read the book. We won't give him the chance to do to share that. Uh, 14 days in BJ. And so uh, right at this moment, we're going to turn it over to Chancellor. Chancellor Jackson, it's good to have you come share with us today. Would you share with listeners uh, where you are talking to us from and a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so first of all, blessings and balance to you, James. Appreciate you for having me on here. Uh -huh. uh, big shout out to everyone that's tuning in. Now, y'all are the real MVP. So, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to y'all. Appreciate y'all for being here as well. Um, Chancellor K. Jackson is the name. Born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. Like he mentioned earlier, I played football vast majority of my life. And that was a huge component to the developmental piece of me as an individual, my character and um, all of that. So um, I got to play um, down in Florida um, for college ball. Um, Stetson University is the name of the school. So it's a small D1 school in Deland, Florida, for those that aren't familiar with it. And um, I attained my bachelor's degree in communication and media studies. So what we're doing right now is kind of my cup of tea for sure. Uh, but ironically enough, I landed my first job teaching English to children in China. So that's how I ended up in China. And um, I entered China on October 10th, 2018. 
Um, was supposed to do a year, only ended up doing six months because I got locked up out there and served 14 days in one of their penitentiaries. After I was released, I was immediately deported from the country and I was brought back to America where I was at, you know what I'm saying, square one all over again, trying to figure out what's next, how we gonna bounce back from, you know what I'm saying, this whole ordeal. And from that moment on, it's, I just was able to find a new identity and find just different opportunities that catapulted and put me in a better position to, you know what I'm saying, um, be seen by the world and, you know what I'm saying, just continue to run this marathon, trying to get established, that's it, man. Okay, uh, Chancellor, I hear you say that you went to chant to uh, Bejane, uh, you start teaching. Uh, how did you get over there? How did you find out about uh, that you will be able to teach in China? Yeah. So once uh, my career came to an end in November 2017, it's just the last game of my career. Um, I knew the NFL wasn't in the picture. Um, I was just like, dang, bro, what's next, bro? Like, what we finna do? Um, what do you want to do? What are you good at doing? Uh, what do you like to do, bro? Um, what's your purpose? You know what I'm saying? Who do you aspire to be? What do you aspire to be? You know what I'm saying? What do you even want out of life? What, do you, what else are you good at? Um, I couldn't answer any of these questions and I didn't know where to start, but I knew I had to start somewhere. And, you know what I'm saying? It was going to be a journey. So with that being said, I just buckled my boots and I <laughs> just started applying for jobs and mainly corporate positions, sales, marketing, management, that whole nine. And I'm landing interviews and getting flown out, put up in hotels, the whole nine, but I could not seem to land a position. Um, they kept hitting me with the same BS excuse, like, oh, we're going to go with somebody with a little bit more experience, or you just, mm -hmm. ah, you like just a, just a smidgen of experience, so we're going to try to find somebody else, but it's like, y'all knew the case, y'all knew that was the case when I submitted my resume. Now, like, y'all observed, y'all, before y'all even booked the interview, y'all read my resume, so the fact that everything was peaches and cream beforehand, now they got in y'all face, something has changed, I don't know what it is, but for sure, whatever y'all say, I've been in this position before. Um, so just, I knew to, you know what I'm saying, not to take it personally, take it with a grain of salt and to just continue to stay down and keep grinding and put yourself out there. Cause if we throw in the towel now, we'll never be anything. So that's not even an option. Um, so just, you know what I'm saying? People, you don't get to know me times for mm -hmm. you. So, you know what I'm saying? Just keep going. And there's something better, bigger and better out there for you. So, yeah, so uh, I, I, just tell me, what do you suspect it was that was, you know, keep denying you? I have no clue. I, yeah. I have no clue. I, you don't think it was race or anything of that sort? You, I mean, I'm sure it probably did play a factor. They look at the resume, they see Chancellor Jackson and all, you know what I'm saying, Stetson University, okay, mm -hmm. for sure. And then I get in front of there, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Chancellor Jackson, that's me. And I had lots of stuff at that point in time, so I'm sure that probably played a role for sure, but – also, I've been in this position before, like I said, like when I was trying to find a college to play football at in my senior year of high school. My season comes to an end. I don't have no interest, no scouts, mm -hmm. nothing. You know what I'm saying? Nobody knows who I am. My coaches wasn't pushing a highlight tape like that to, you know what I'm saying, programs for us to play at the next level. So if I didn't take it upon myself to reach out to all these different schools, I wouldn't have found no place to play. Um, so... That's why I really take it to, I ain't take it to personally because it's like, man, it's business. So, uh -huh. you know what I mean? I, I just understood it from that standpoint. Um, is putting yourself out there and being told and being denied multiple times until you finally get a yes. If I would have quit uh, putting myself out there to schools, I would have never let an opportunity to play a test. So I knew for a fact 
keep going. <laughs> something gonna shake. Just something gonna shake. Just stay down. And trust the process. I, I, I like your concept. That's uh, very uh, inspiring. Getting back to Chana and you know Beijing, uh, what what caused you to uh, get locked up? What what was the reason for that? Well, so um, you spent fourteen days in. Yeah. Know, um, well, I don't know what possessed uh, the officers to show up to my apartment, but it's April 4th, 2019, so we're creeping up on the six-month mark, and it's a day off for me. I'm in my apartment, uh, smoking some cannabis, drinking some Chinese wine coolers, I'm going to get ready to get uh, head to a team builder event that my company was throwing, and all we was going to be doing was customizing our own Chinese fans, so... Um, it was just going to be a fun event. I was going to meet friends and colleagues there. So I'm just pre-gaming before I go and I get done. I'm making sure I got everything before I walk out the door. And next thing I know, I hear a knock. And guests aren't unfamiliar, so I'm curious to see who it is. I look through the people and there's still three officers from the Beijing police. Instantly, I was got sick to my stomach. I'm like, oh, snap, what were they doing here? So I <laughs> scramble, put everything up, open the door, and they walk in and they question me about drugs. Now, I'm from Atlanta, and here in Atlanta, we're known as the city of finesse. You live by the finesse, you die by the finesse. So he asked me about drugs. I'm sitting there playing a fool. Like, I have no clue what he's talking about. So I'm like, drugs? Like, no, nah, what you talking about? I play a passport? Yeah, he might want to see my passport. You got me confused with somebody else. I'm trying to divert the situation. So I go grab all my documentation, bring it to him to look over. Um, the other two officers, they're just scoping the place out. You know what I'm saying? Just got yeah, Roman eyes. They ain't really looking into nothing. Time passes. Another officer enters the apartment with something in his hand. They communicate to me that I need to pee into this cup. So it was a drug test right down the spot. So at that moment, I was like, oh, yeah, it's over with. <laughs> I knew it was over with. You know what I'm saying? That, so what you're saying is that they didn't find anything in your apartment, but you had something in your system. Is that basically correct? Well, let me finish. <laughs> so okay, I, do, okay. I do the drug test. I failed the drug test, of course. Now it's like eight officers in the apartment and they ransacking the place at this point. But it's one officer that speaks English fluently. So he's questioning me about failing the drug test, where I get the weed from, if I had any more, blah, 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 blah. So like I said earlier, you live by the finesse, you die by the finesse. So me and the officer going back and forth, I'm still pan I'm panicking, I'm high still, the moment is big. And um, I'm just lying. Everything that comes to my mind, well, every question he poses to me, whatever comes to my mind, I'm just blurting out. And it got to the point within the interrogation, I was catching myself in my own life. So I knew for a fact he was more than likely to catch me in the lie as well. But you live by the finesse, you die by the finesse. <laughs> okay, Chancellor, I'm, I'm hearing you, but I got my, the uh, listeners of this podcast, some of them are not as, as hip, as you talk know, about, about certain things, so when you keep saying uh, "live by the finesse, die by the finesse," what are you what are you really talking about? It so like, in Atlanta, like it's easy to get finesse. You know what I'm saying? People will um, just try to take advantage of you, or you know what I'm saying? Try to trick you. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. Do something so. You know what I'm saying? This is serious finesse. You got to be able to be on your P's and Q's and oh, okay. know who you're around and all. You got to be like, you know what I'm saying? For sure. Just, okay. They're just going to be out here. If folks see a sucker, they're going to lick you. No cap. Okay. So, you know what I'm saying? I, so, I, I get you. I get you. Listen, listen. I, I have uh, listeners of this podcast and, uh, you know, 
my podcast is about encouraging, inspiring, and transforming. Mm-hmm. And so what I always ask guests to do is to kind of uh, share with us uh, what it is about your story, you know, what it is about your experience, about the events in your life uh, that can encourage, uh, inspire, uh, and maybe transform somebody else's life. And, or, or in alternative, what would you say to somebody who is going through, you, you know, you had this experience, and we'll talk about it a little bit more, mm. uh, 14 days in jail in Beijing. So you obviously was down on your luck, whatever mm-hmm. was happening. So what would you tell somebody who was going through that kind of situation? May not be 14 days in Virginia, yeah, but you understand what I'm saying. Sure. They can't pay the bills, you know. Uh, they just, just broke up with the ex. You know, a whole lot of stuff could be yeah. going on in their lives. What would you say to them? Um, it's a message by Nipsey Hussle that immediately comes to mind. And um, it's a great representation of my journey and I identify with it as a lot and I always use it um, when I pose this question and the message is long-winded running through this life like it was mine never settling but setting every goal high okay 1,000 burpees on the path to my own self-destruction or success but what is a mistake without the lesson you see the best teacher in life is your own experience and none of us know who we are until we fail. I like See, that. Every person is defined by their reaction to any given situation. Well, who would you want to define you? Someone else or yourself? Mm. Whatever you choose to do, homie, give your heart to it. Stay strong. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, tell us a little bit about the 14 days in Beijing. What was, what was it like yeah, that you were locked up? What was the conditions like? So, so, so um, once I was caught red-handed, they confiscated everything, um, throw the cuffs on me. We traveled from precinct to precinct. I did my official interrogation at the second precinct. And that's dramatic because they take me to the basement of that precinct into this all-white room and lock me in this all-metal chair that looks like an electric chair to do it. So only part of my body I can move is my head. Um, everything else is locked still in one position. Um, so that was dramatic within the book. And then after that, you know what I'm saying? Hours after that, they take me to the actual facility where I'm housed. No judge, no lawyer, phone call, none of that. You know what I'm saying? Just decided a bunch of stuff I couldn't read. And then now here I am in this cell. And uh, we are locked up 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 15 men to one cell, nine wooden beds, three soups a day. And literally all I had was one plastic bowl and one plastic spoon. Another was explained to me as far as how this process works, how long I'm going to be here. Nobody knew I was in that situation. Um, so it really wasn't looking too good initially, you know, it, at first, you know what I'm saying? But um, definitely I was accountable, first and foremost, of, you know, say my access to me being in the situation. So I feel like that definitely played a huge role in, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. it playing out the way that it did. And, um just kept faith, you know what I'm saying? I knew I was going to be good. Like, the, when we was at the first precinct, I knew I was going to be good. I was sitting there talking to myself, like, hey, we don't know what's going to happen now. <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen. So, you know what I'm saying, buck your boots. But when it's all said and done, all said and done, I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be good. I'm still going to be me. 
I'm still going to, you know what I'm saying? I'm still going to have my mind. Like, I'm going to be good. I just don't know what's going to take place. But with that being said, take note of every minor detail because it's going to be a great story to tell once you're out of this predicament. Huh. So. I, I hear you. Listeners, don't go to place because Chance is going to come back and share some more uh, these good uh, tips for, for us. Uh, and uh, so we want you to hang on. Uh, but first of all, I want to ask uh, Chancellor, uh, if somebody was interested in purchasing your book, uh, 14 Days in Beijing, uh, or you know how they could get in contact with you to get more information on you, uh, could you tell them how they could do that? Yeah, for sure. So um, the best search engine we got right now, Google. <laughs> Google Chancellor K. Jackson. Everything you need will pop up for my social media accounts. Um, my books will pop up, which are available on Amazon, as well as my website, ChancellorKJackson.com. Other interviews I've done will pop up. And uh, for any aspiring authors out there, I offer a service now where I'm coaching anybody with an idea or concept for a story, but don't know how to go about putting it on paper. Or say you've written a whole book, but don't know how to go about publishing. I could walk you through either process or both of them, if need be. Um, and I had one client who went through the process um, and published this book through us back in October of last year. And he was ranked the number one new bestseller in two different genres. So we're just excited to keep this ball rolling and, you know what I'm saying, get as many authors up underneath us that we can and, you know what I'm saying, continue to shed light on everybody's stories because everybody has a story to tell and we all can learn from one another for sure. Tell us uh, how many books you have written. Uh, I've written, I've written, Three of them, published three of them. Okay. Published four, written three. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, and and the names of them. I know one is fourteen days in Beijing. Yeah. And then I I see it from your uh, profile that you love and you learn. Is that mm -hmm. another one? Yeah, that's book two. And, and real love, real love never dies. It's book that's, three. Okay. Okay. So those are uh, the three books, listeners, that uh, he has right at this point. Seems like you, he's on mood to do some more, so uh, <laughs> we, we gotta keep 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 him in mind as we move forward. What what made you decide to write the books, Chancellor? Um, so one of my good friends that I grew up with, um, Demarco Reddins, he was a published author before we graduated high school back in 2014, like traditionally published. Um, so fast forward to 2019, I'm back from Beijing. Me, I'm just chilling. He was like, hey, bro, you, you, you ain't thinking about writing a book about the experience? I was like, well, that's a good idea. I don't even know where to start, but that's a great idea. He even took it a step further. He then took my phone straight out of my hand, <laughs> went to my notes, and left me a five-layer outline. And from there on, I just started filling in the outline. And with doing that, I caught a flow for how I wanted to tell the story. So I moved it from the notes on my phone to a Google Doc so I could type it up. Four months later, um, story was written and then just spent an additional six months just getting it ready for publishing. And on April 4th, 2020, so the anniversary date when everything popped off in China, I released the um, very first version of 14 Days of Beijing and I was ranked the number one new bestseller in three different genres. Wow. So how, how did you, uh, you, I assume, you, did you start writing any of this while you were in uh, confined in BJ? Uh, no, nah, so literally all I had was a plastic bowl and a plastic spoon. <laughs> I ain't had nothing to write with. So, so you, you ret retaining everything. So you just had a good memory of what you went through. And so when you crazy. got back, 
you start jotting it all down, I assume. Is that what happened? Yeah, I, I still shocked myself how I was able to remember all that detail. To the full, I'm talking about to the conversations I had when I had them, what was said specifically, the pauses, everything. I was thoroughly shocked, for real, for real. <laughs> you know why your story is so interesting? Because I, I, I have an idea of how you felt. See, I've spent some time in uh, confinement myself. As a matter of fact, I spent five years uh, as a result of committing a crime, I was a compulsive gambler, okay. uh, and I was a lawyer, and I, I just went down to the bottom. So, uh, but uh, you know, I came back. I've also read three books, so I know exactly what what you're sharing with us, and it's uh, it's really inspiring. And I just appreciate you coming on and and sharing it with listeners because we really don't know what folk. Uh, going through. We don't know what they are dealing with. And to hear somebody talk about their experience and how they uh, went through this or that, but somehow they were able to overcome or succeed in spite of it, you know, that is, that's amazing. And you, you seem to have, have done that. And I, I want to commend you, you for that. Uh, what do you do now? Um, see, look, now I got, I wear so many hats now. It took all of that, you know what I'm saying, going to China, getting locked up, all of that for me to be in the position where I am now. Because once football came to end, I was sitting there asking myself all those questions that I couldn't answer. I was, I'm Chancellor, the best selling author, uh, Chancellor, the publisher, uh, entrepreneur. I own my own publishing company and, you know what I'm saying, publish other people's books as well. I also run a car rental service. Uh, so I got, I got like three cars that I rent out. Um, what else I do? Um, I'm a life coach to at-risk teens in my county. So we work with kids that been arrested for drugs, ironically, and we use 14 Days in Beijing as a part of our uh, source to pull our life skills from. Um, also coach high school football here in Georgia. Um, I'm a uh, tutor for elementary school, so education, I'm still in that field. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, man, just run a couple marathons. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, you are very busy. You are very, very busy. This is uh, amazing. I, I, I love your story. Uh, and do you do any podcasting or you just come join as a guest? Yeah, I just come as a, jet, a guest, but I've been on over, well over 100 po- different podcast shows. Oh, wow. How long, have you been do- how long have you been doing this? So I started the podcast journey. I want to say... Oh, 2020, 2021. I think that's okay. when I came across Pod Match 2021. I want to say. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, you you uh, you're an exciting guest, and uh, I do appreciate you, you know, agreeing to come on uh, this podcast. As you know, we are. I'm uh, we're expanding and uh, doing some great things, and your your story has been so inspiring. Uh, encouraging for listeners who may be going through something. And so I, I keep telling you how, how amazed I am to, to just hear what you have been doing. Uh, I, I, I see that you graduated with a bachelor's degree in communication mm-hmm. and media studies. Did that have anything to do with, you know, uh, you, with 
you pulling your books together? Did, did you see how that contributed to it? Yeah, I mean, I could see it <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it just uh, came full circle. Okay. Communication was a very writing intensive, you know what I'm saying, course. Um, but I didn't know that originally. I just chose it. Just, I was, I would kind of play football. Them folks said, what you trying to major in? I said, uh, what is that? What are you talking about? What you mean? It's like, what you want to study while you're here? I'm like, oh, uh, communication. I'll just go with that. You know what I'm saying? I just chose it randomly. Uh -huh. So the fact that it came full circle and it ended up being perfect for me, honestly. Um, yeah, it's just, I, I lucked out with that one because most people that just choose random <laughs> things to study in college, yeah. it may not, you know what I'm saying, work out yeah. for you in the end. So it is amazing how things just kind of come full circle with us. You know, you, you don't you don't even think about it at first, and then all of a sudden, when things started coming to place, you said, "Oh, I'm glad I did that. I'm glad right. I did that." You know, <laughs> so I know I know exactly where you're coming from. Well, Tesla, again, I just want to thank you and uh, for for coming on and sharing your story with us. And there you have it, Chancellor Jackson who fell into writing after his dramatic experience of being arrested and detained in Beijing for 14 days. His first book, 14 Days in Beijing, has ranked number one over 15 times on Amazon and multiple genres. So please go out, check Chancellor Jackson out, and I promise you, you will be encouraged, inspired, and transformed. Uh, and so, again, we want to say thank you for being a part of our podcast today. For encouragement and inspiration, read my books, Deal by Me, A Golden Opportunity Blown, and Deal by Me, Second Edition, A Self-Evaluation, available on the website and Amazon.com. And until next time, peace and blessings to each of you.